0: i've also prepared a written statement in regards to the 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 j.i. folks if you'd like to i don't know how we we want to wedge that in i
1: just think we keep it moving i don't even unless you want unless you want it no i don't
0: need to give a written statement it's up to you this was the written statement okay that is all welcome
1: everybody to court cousins episode 51 my name is kyle i'm joined as always by my handsome the ever witty my cousin jason the Peach. we've got a pretty damn good show for you ladies and gentlemen some exciting things happening in the orlando magic world we are gonna Check in with each other. We care about how each other's doing, and the psychological check in. We'll scour the interwebs in the social media roundup, looking for your tweets, twats, and posts about our beloved Orlando Magic. Can I say tweets anymore, Peach? I don't even know. Yeah, it's what not are they, X. X's now. I yeah, for, we'll scour the interwebs for your X's and your X's. It's not as funny a joke. Damn you, Elon Musk! <laughs> After that, we have a very special guest. Jay, the super athlete we didn't even know about for an episode of Court Cousins Down Under. And don't go anywhere, you sexy scallywags, you scoundrels. Stick around for the large ending. Mm. Before any of that hijinks and hilarity, though, do want to give a special shout-out to all of our supporters on Patreon, the All-Stars and Second Cousins, Magic Player History, Bowlby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Connor and Yachty. Popcorn? Get your popcorn. Classic.
0: Cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cold beer, too. Thank you, Peach, for that uh, shot. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I went it. to the uh, Brewers Rangers game recently. A guy was doing mm-hmm. a lot of yelling. I was like, I got to use that for my shout out. Uh, Brewers swept the series, by the way. Brew crew, let's go. I
1: love your pulling inspiration from everywhere, Peach. That's why I love you. Creative genius. no um, I don't no-
0: pull inspiration from everywhere, I'd have nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you are a sponge. You're pulling inspiration from everywhere. We did not pull a winner for any prize packs or giveaways. Every month, we give away a jersey. We're trying to get to our goal on Patreon of $200 a month, and then every episode, we'll give away something. We'll give away a jersey, and then the other show we'll be giving away a prize pack of some sort so thank you so much again for everyone that supports us on the patreon it helps to pay for all the subscriptions like Podbean, to get it up and running our our digital design software our streaming software all that stuff is a monthly fee it adds up so thank you again for helping to support that and if you're not able to throw down at the patreon it's all good a like, subscribe, a comment, feed the Overlord algorithm, you know? Just help us out. Even easier, tell a friend. Tell a the friend. Then maybe then maybe they'll get in on it, you know? There you go. It's a good time to become a Orlando Magic fan, Pete. You're absolutely right. Get your friends that are on the fence on the bandwagon and use the Court Cousins as your gateway drug
0: yeah make sure they're at the back though but they can get on now now's the time now's the time like next year i don't want them jumping on you want to get
1: no. on now let's yeah. do it okay all right you're accepted you're accepted until uh the start of the season peace will allow it <laughs> before we get into the social media universe i i you know how you doing peach we're we're no longer living together i miss the heck out of you i know some excitement went down you were you were texting me this week about some cool things but I want to know, truly, how you doing today for our social-emotional check-in, hmm. the psychological check-in?
0: Yeah, we'll talk about one of those cool things I did earlier. And I am I was going to yield my time to you, but there's no way I want to follow you and what I think you're about to say in yours. So, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just say, <laughs> oh, I I, th- I think based on the picture that I see here that you weren't going to talk no, about No, I that. wasn't going to you, talk you about, should that. Think about You should think about it. <laughs> Let me do a quick editing job. Continue, peach. <laughs> But uh, so I, I've, I've chosen this picture here uh, of, of Cole and, and, and Greg Anthony because because I've been tired. I've been working a lot. But you know what? It's hard to find a picture of Cole Anthony tired. Google it. Mm. Look, good luck. Uh, but but I, th- I went I switched gears a little bit and put myself kind of in the shoes of Greg Anthony right here uh, because I've been at work a lot training some new people, um, training people basically off the streets to learn how to drive a Zamboni in an NHL practice facility. Uh, there's a certain amount of stress that comes along with that <laughs> yesterday. I kicked them both out of the nest and was kind of watching them go out there for, for on their own. I have to make a nice and 15 minutes, get back here safely cross the old fingers. One of the most stressful days of the year. And I had them both, both of them on the same day, but they did a good job. So I was as proud as Greg Anthony is here of Cole. Um, I'll probably never have children of my own. So everybody that I train to drive has sort of become like my kids or my people's even though one of these guys is definitely older than me. <laughs> um, and so shout out to you. If I've ever trained you to drive at any rank across the country, I've trained lots of people. Um, and that, that feels like you're, you're part of my tree somehow, right? Like sort of, oh my, at, yes. my, at, least my, at least my work tree, my work yeah. family tree. So it got a little bit bigger and a uh, couple new guys. Now, once they're trained up, now I can, Sundays are coming up football. I'll be able to sit home and watch them for the mm. first time in years because I've got guys that are trained. So it was worth putting in the extra effort then so that I can hopefully spend more time in the lazy boy on Sundays going forward. But that's pales in comparison to the psychological check-in of my redheaded cousin. <laughs> Take it away, sir. <laughs> there are so
1: many images. I don't want to blow by all of them. The peach as the teacher, the mama bird kicking people out of the nest. It's beautiful. Letting them fly, seeing mm. tr- training and seeing them fly. And the, uh, ah. <laughs> the Jason Piche uh the tree coaching uh zamboni tree ice rink yeah. facilities tree I, that's probably Ooh. a deep tree that you could put that up against the pop tree i'm sure some of the other big coaches out there the pat riley tree i think it yeah. i think it would would stand up
0: so it's the good size tree already and guess yeah.
1: what still kind of a sapling plenty yeah. of time um yes i will probably get in trouble if my lady watches this because this is my psychological check-in it is cole anthony with his arm around a young man cole anthony recently hosted a basketball camp it looked like looked pretty dang high level like dude there was some video of it on his instagram check it out if you haven't guys were whizzing around it looks like high school prospects like these dudes have talent um and you know he was he was there with coaches Playing with the players, giving them some tips, and I am about to have students tomorrow. As of the recording of this Sunday evening, mm. uh, so on Monday I will have students in front of me. It comes with a certain amount of anxiety, but I've been doing this for eleven years. I think it's my eleventh year teaching. So it's it's like riding a bike. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back into it once once I see students in front of me. That definitely made me feel good. But I guess the big news that Peach was alluding to is, in fact, I did get engaged. Over the break, we took a little hiatus. Yes, let's throw the applause in for that one. We took a little bit of a hiatus from recording stuff because we were both busy and there wasn't much magic shit happening. I went to Acadia National Park with the lady, found a nice rock face overlooking the Atlantic Ocean and uh, you know, told her how she was very special to me and got down on one knee and luckily she said yes. So very excited, more news to come, all types of things to plan now. But I, I, feel, I feel like a nice moment of clarity here, Pish. I feel very happy and lucky. Um, and I'm moving forward here into uh, this life adventure with just a wonderful woman. So I'm feeling, feeling very blessed, feeling very energetic right now. Excited to get back to students and you know, with a huge life milestone just gone by
0: yeah i mean that's good to hear uh congratulations to you and nadra obviously both a big part of this show yeah um it's been really cool to watch you guys kind of grow together and uh you know i couldn't be happier for you so i'm looking forward to uh whatever kind of hijinks there is for this wedding. We'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. And hijinks (laughs) will ensue.
0: They always do when you get us two together, Peach. So
1: let's get into some of the hilarity and the interesting things that you all posted about our beloved Orlando Magic in the social media roundup. Uh, Let's not bury the lead. Let's start where we need to start. Paulo, this is a post from, hold on, I got to get it. Post from the Magic Report. Magic Report. Yep. Tell them about the rookie of the year, baby. Paulo Bancaro puts the basketball world on notice after an emphatic 21-point performance versus New Zealand. 21 points, four boards, four blocks, eight of ten from the floor. you got to be kidding me. Two of two from three-point line. He got to the line a couple times, probably took five Mm -hmm. or six free throws. Don't have that in front of me, but in just 19 minutes. Now, remember, 10-minute quarters, so there's only 40 possible to go around as opposed to Mm -hmm. the NBA twelve. But at half of the game doing that level of damage, um, it was it was a dominant performance. Granted, this is New Zealand, ladies and gentlemen. The All Blacks had a very imprefe- uh, impressive pregame performance with the the haka. I believe is the ceremonial dance that they the teams will often do to get prepared for a sporting event. The U.S. men's team was not phased. They said that's a nice dance, but you should have put more practice into the basketball floor because they uh, wiped the floor with them. It, it We're going to talk about it in a little bit, um, but I was a little bit anxious going into this FIBA, how Paolo would do, but luckily he's playing behind Jared Jackson Jr., who also likes to foul, so he got 20 <laughs> minutes in this game. Pish, have you watched it yet? Have you seen the highlights?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like a few clips here and there on Instagram and that's about it. Yeah. I have not seen anything about okay, it. Well, let I me thought get it with... was already done actually. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it is done now, but let me get your take on this. Cause you don't need to have watched the game to see this. So, you know, Paulo Caro comes off the bench the the starters are getting it. They're, they're losing to New Zealand to start the game. All right. They're not doing well. And Paulo comes in after Jaron Jackson Jr. gets into foul trouble and just starts cooking um, and taking taking what the game is giving him. And really, was the energy off the bench again? Four blocks, one just very demonstrative. Just killed this guy and his whole play, basketball playing career. But Brian Windhorst says the story on ESPN runs: Austin Reeves leads the way as U.S. wins FIBA World Cup opener. At Magic since Mac, Tracy McGrady legend uh, legacy advocate says, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> How, this like this is absurd, Peach. What's your take on this? So you didn't see the game, but
2: you can
0: give uh, Can me I take get on a line
1: Can I get a line on Reeves?
0: Do you have that? I'll get uh, that for you be in be just right now. As, you know, I mean that that would affect quite a bit, I think where I land on on this, but I think what we see here is Brian Windbag just doing his thing they, he's been told to write stories about certain things and i'm sure he's just deciding to make austin reeves a star because i seem to he seems to be an immediate darling everyone wants to jump on because look here's a white guy that's excelling in the nba everybody and it's like just yeah a human being he's a good player but what was he in fact did he lead the way tell me those numbers
1: uh he did not lead the way, peach. He had 12 points and uh six rebounds.
0: Well. Any assists in there or like how do you how are you leading the way with 12 and 6? No, he, he wasn't leading the way. That's that's the whole thing. No. <laughs> okay, well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be crystal on that. I had a feeling that's why you brought this up. Yeah. But 12 and 6 is not leading the way. I'm, I mean, maybe if he hits a shot at the buzzer to win the game or something no. like that, but no. like there's no reason to be doing that. You should pick the highest score or the guy who actually led the way and write the article about that. So it sounds like Brian probably had this article already ready to go. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and so I think they, it gets skewed, but you know, I'm not going to consider this a slight, although it is. Yeah. Paulo should be getting the run here, but I think uh, he's still, this is year two for the young buck. So he still needs to carve a deeper path to demand that he be included as the top name on all these stories and stuff like that. And I think it's one of those situations we've talked about where somebody's sleeping on one of our players again, right? What do we say here? Let him sleep. You know, like that's, that's why we're welcoming people on the bandwagon. Now is a time where you can still safely hop on, right? Like the world's not up his butt. They're not putting him on every billboard, you know, so it's okay to get on now. It's when he makes that leap, which I think will come this year, that, then it'll be like all right now you're all just jumping on so i think we're still at the tail end of him getting his due respect unfortunately
1: I think everything you said was true. Brian Windhorst probably already had it written, but he's definitely click hunting. I mean, the media, the basketball world, America is looking for the great white hope of basketball. U.S. basketball player Jokic apparently doesn't do the the, the white Europeans is not not good enough. Um, so you know they're hey, and that's why Austin Reeves probably stayed in L.A. Playing next to LeBron James helps that. You know he's yep. definitely being overhyped for what he's producing hey great player though he, very mm-hmm. good player but he is paulo that is is getting definitely slighted and i'm wondering if he's taking it to heart a little bit and seeing it as i was preparing to watch the games it's you know they have the the player shots are looking mean maybe doing a pose oh there's jaron jackson jr there's jalen brunson there's tyrese halliburton there's anthony edwards who was missing paulo Bancaro was missing and I'm thinking to myself, as this game is getting started, this is this is a little insulting to Paulo. I don't know if I like this situation for him. He's being slighted. People aren't giving him the attention. Is he going to get the minutes to be able to do something? And, boy, he mm-hmm. just came in and he put the everyone on notice. Uh, Brian Windhorst should be on notice. Everyone should be on mm-hmm. notice around the world because he came in and didn't relinquish that spot. He made it very hard for Steve Kerr to put Jaron Jackson Jr. back in. And once J, you know, triple J came in and got a quick foul, it was like, all right, well, I'm going right back to Paulo. Cause the man is crushing it. Mm-hmm. He was f- facilitating in the center of the floor, taking step back threes. I mean, blocking people going up extremely vertically and blocking. And that kind of brings me to this point that um, Cortez Before brought you up jump to this yeah. point. I just want right.
0: to say that on those, On those player introductions, I think somebody who needs to be paying attention is probably Mikael Bridges uh, with your pointing the gun at the camera, taking a few shots and pulling it back. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't have a teammate on his other team that couldn't have (laughs) done that. If Tom Moran had been on that team and had done that, he'd have been suspended for a whole heap of games. So I don't understand why. He gets to get away with it. Just have be a little I more think conscious about what's going on, bro.
1: I think he's fine. I think he's fine, dude. Until you get your first charge, you can make all the, you know, finger guns you want, bro. <laughs> he's just a big Yosemite Sam fan, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, He's taking us back to childhood, baby. All right. <laughs> uh, but with, you know, with Paulo playing behind Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, the question comes up for us that Cortez and Malik were debating over here on uh, Twitter Cortez P says, I'll be shocked if he, I think, meaning Co- Coach Mosley, plays P5 at the center LOL. Malik says, I absolutely will not be. Offensively, the possible benefits, especially if somehow J.I. is a healthy rotation player of Paulo at the five, demand at least to be explored, explored this season, my man. So what are you what are you thinking about? Paulo at the 5 right now, Pish. Are you okay with him getting this much time playing what would be, you know, for us, he played the 4. And very few minutes at the 5, he's playing out of position, potentially for us. How do you feel about that over the summer?
0: Well, it's been a long time since I've been on Twitter, or X as they call it now, so I've been enjoying my time away from Malik, but here he is back on the show. Uh <laughs> If this isn't a super hot take, to be honest, um, it I get the concept of it. I don't love it. Uh, we played New Zealand the other day, so I think let's calm down here. Uh, that's that's like you and I going out and playing against some third graders. Like it's just not the same. So uh, you know you could play center against them, right? But that's probably not your normal skill set. So, I mean, it's just not the same thing when you get to the NBA. I I wouldn't love Paulo being the five because that means he's guarding a guy that's taller than him because most teams have a five that's going to be at least seven foot. So then he could get into potential foul trouble. And while I love his interior game, I don't love him being the five. Um, But again, we're talking about him and Wendell being the five, four height wise. They're similar. I just feel like Wendell's built for that a little bit more. And plus you take away Paulo's outside shooting, which is still good. And his ability to get to the rim would be good against some slower centers, but I don't know if I love it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen sometime that it looks like he is the five out there and I'm not going to yeah. lose sleep over it, but yeah, eh, I don't know if on a championship team, if the magic get to a championship level, like within four or five years, I don't think he's the five on a team like that. So that's just my vision. You? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm in agreement with that overall message. I, I will give, I, I thought this take from Malik was a little crazy. I didn't want to see Paulo at the five. I uh, I was a little worried about him playing all these minutes at the five over the summer and not working on his skill set that might be more applicable to his Orlando Magic role. However, um, I mean, I know it's New Zealand, but I loved what I was seeing, and, and I love what I hear from Paulo and in his interviews after the game. You know, how do you like playing the five? Well, I'm just, you know, doing what the team needs. I am making myself a more versatile player, working on my rebounding and my defense, being able to defend one through five. Now, I agree and I disagree with Malik. I think Paulo could play the five offensively. With a quote-unquote healthy Ji, I mean that's that's mm-hmm. a huge asterisk. That's the only kind of lineup that it would work because Ji would most likely actually defend the five on mm-hmm. our side of the floor, with you know Paulo picking up the four. But if two of the, those two guys can pass off down low when there's screens, when there's things, and we already have seen Paulo be able to get out on the perimeter and hold his own against much smaller guards, now he's learning to do it, getting more reps. You know, against bigger guards. And one of the areas that we want to see him get better is rebounding. He already, I mean, he already was a very good rebounder, but he can even lean into that strength even more. And Paulo shut me up. He shut all the doubters up by coming out and playing really good at the five. Again, going straight up and down is what I love to see. Being able to take contact with that big body, with that big frame that Doris Burks loves to talk about. But I think, I think maybe a week, could see something like that but it's going to be against a a select teams it's going to be case by case basis not teams Mm -hmm. that have seven foot centers right it's only going to happen against
0: teams that are like new zealand old zealand (laughs) mid-zealand that's that's probably about it
1: (laughs) well it's going to be happening for all of fiba we'll see how it goes i mean if if teams in the nba are trying to run a small ball five like i'm confident that paulo could play against chet Holmgren, for example i'm just thinking oklahoma city thunder like a, he's seven foot but he's he's a smaller right. seven foot that could be moved around a little bit paulo could body with a guy like that you know these these bigger seven foot guys a guy like thomas bryant even who's not a great center but just has the height and the mass on him even like if he was going up against goga i don't know if we're going to play georgia but i wouldn't love that matchup in terms of rebounding for for paulo but he could do something on the offensive side Ooh. certainly certainly um. All right. A little bit of Speaking FIBA of, talk. Yeah, he's put the yeah. weight on. He actually
0: looks like a basketball player now, right? Who, who's that? Chet. He's oh, put okay. on a little weight, a little little muscle. Looks like a human being. Okay. Yeah. All right. Peaches. Yeah. He looks G-6. like he looks less like a Tim Burton character. Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I put money on him. We're gonna talk about bets going in the season, maybe next episode or the episode after when FIBA calms down. But I put money on him for uh, rookie of the year. I like it over Wembenyama. He's had time to develop. This is not a Chet Holmgren uh, segment. It's all about Paolo Bancaro here and the FIBA. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want to make a Chet Holmgren. I don't want to make it. I don't want. I'm not making a th- thumbnail. I'm not making a Chet Holmgren thumbnail, bro. I'm not doing it right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Someone else that was talking about FIBA was Gilbert Arenas' take here on the FIBA team. Just seems kind of unnecessary. We were talking about this. This is posted by the Score. This is apparently a quote for him. You see that list he got, he being Steve Kerr? Man, that's a sorry-ass group. Some of them probably don't even start on their team. Now, there's an ellipses in there, so this quote is taken and maybe a little out of context. But this is Gilbert Arenas on Steve Kerr's selections for the USA national team.
0: Pisha... What's your thoughts on this? I I mean, this guy's just trying to catch bodies. Was Gilbert Arenas ever on one of the Team USA teams? If he was, I don't remember him being there. Uh, By the way, check the roster, homie. I'm pretty sure everybody on that Team USA roster does start for their team. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of a weak take, and it just seems like I'm guessing hopefully this was taken out of context or something because for him to just kind of go down this avenue for no reason. I feel like lately right now, he's just like trying to come up with at least one good hot take every week. And maybe this is his one for the week, but it's awesome. Is he is Gilbert? Yeah. A, is he, he's American, right? Is he not? Is he, Yeah. got on board. Know, I just, yeah. What's, what's your problem? <laughs> what's your problem? Zero. Do you not like America Gilbert? Come on, man. What the hell? It's okay if he doesn't. Right. But like, if that's your take, right. then all right, you're not going to like whoever we throw out there, but yeah, you know, a little respect for some of the guys that actually Mm-hmm. do want to play some of our better players are either hurt all the time see Kawhi Leonard Paul George the list goes on and on and on I mean if we had a team of all those guys because they were healthy great but injuries are a real thing we we can't give Zion Williamson over there you think we'd like to see him yow on all those little tiny guys from New Zealand <laughs> I would love that <laughs> but you know hey we're these are the guys that are willing to go over there yeah, it's not our top all star guys, but these are still really good players who all start for their teams, by the way.
1: Yeah, I you're you're spot on, Peach. I don't I don't get it. I, I mean I, I do get it. Uh this is not the A list celebrities, as you said. This is not the Kevin Durant's the LeBron James's. It might not be the A team. Um, but again, there's choice involved. Certain guys they wanna play for the Olympics. For mm-hmm. basketball and the basketball world, the Olympics has is kind of the gold standard because it was so much so back in the day. You know, the big players only wanted to play for the, the Olympic team and get that Olympic gold. The FIBA has kind of been an afterthought. Other lesser players have played on it for a long time. This is actually one of the more quality rosters that has played in the FIBA tournament in a long time because the, the basketball world cup didn't mean Jack, but as the world competition is beginning to step up their level, I mean, Serbia's got the NBA MVP Jokic, you know? So, like, this is not – you're not going up against your grandma's international squads. The talent is good. It is not a far-and-away conclusion that the U.S. is going to win this. Canada is stacked. Uh, Spain is a good team. Germany, we know. We're going to talk about the Wagner's in just a moment. But I think that the U.S. players see the competition rising, and I like that it's become – I don't know if Grant Hill has this in mind of recruiting the younger guys to play in the FIBA, and if the the bigger you know, headline names want to play for the Olympics and just have the FIBA tournament become more of a feeder to the Olympic team, kind of an A and a, and a B team happening right here, I think that makes sense because – it it makes the the transitions between these programs a little bit more seamless as America continues to try to remain dominant in a game that's becoming ever more global. It's not a, again a foregone conclusion that the United States will continue to dominate basketball on the world stage. So, right, I like that our young guys are not in.
0: upset by a team of nobodies. Right? I mean, it's it's clearly getting more competitive even in the middle of the card there.
1: Well, they got torched by Canada, who is not. I mean, they have Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Jamal Murray. I mean, they've got That's a good squad. They've got guys there. Yeah, I'm. Some of their other roster is escaping my mind, but I don't know. I, I, I think the take is a little too harsh from Gilbert here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it may not be our A team, but I still pity the fool who comes down the lane on <laughs> <I'm> Paulo Bancaro.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we just we just teased the Wagners. a so tease a little tease uh, for the Wagners. And let's bring them in. Uh Jason Beattie, our new beat reporter for the Orlando Sentinel, has a a post here talking about how Germany defeats Australia in the early morning. The wee hours, 85 to 82. A nail biter. I was not able to watch this in a key Group E matchup. And that's the two biggest teams in that group. So it's a huge win for Germany. And they did so without Franz Wagner, who has a slight ankle sprain. Moritz seemed like a little bit of a non-factor here based on this stat line. Four points, four rebounds. Joe Ingles on the other side had five points, four rebounds. I know uh, Dennis Schroeder, he went off. He had 30 points and a touching moment with his son after that. Uh, Germany coach, Gordon Elbert, Bell, who's actually Canadian, we learned, when uh, Court Cousins Germany interviewed him last year. He was asked about Franz Wagner. He says, it was a great team without him, win, win without him concerning his status for Finland. I have no idea. It's really day-to-day treatment. We'll kind of see what the situation is tomorrow. Germany faces Finland Tuesday. So uh, Franz rolled the ankle, I guess, in the last friendly or maybe it was the first day of i think it was the first day of competition this might be their second game and uh, he didn't he didn't play the mris have come back it all looks clean i'm feeling okay p franz is a superman the guy is an iron man he likes to play germany's probably yeah. being safe they figure they won their first game let's try to see what we can do they got the win it's huge
0: yeah, but it is. Uh, let's remember back to this coach and his thoughts when he hurt himself in the last whatever that was, FIBA or Euros, oh, the Euros or whatever it was, last year when when Franz went down and he said, "Oh, it looked barely bad," yeah. and he was on the court <laughs> the next day. So, like, right. uh, I don't know yeah. how much I believe what he's saying. It's it must be decent to keep Franz off the court in, like you say the biggest game in that group E play mm-hmm. uh, because you know, it's tough to keep that guy off the court. He wants to be out there. So there yeah. is something, something is, is up that I don't care for, but let's hope he can get back out there and things are fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, speedy recovery. Vonda kid, get back there, please, please. I can't take it. My anxiety can't take it. <laughs> All right. And some more magic news. This is from our good friends over at, orlando magic hq three separate posts here from the magic filling out their summer le- or their their practice their summer camp practice camp uh training camp that's the one i'm looking for training camp there it is kyle thank you very much with three signings of traveling queen uh mie oni sorry about the pronunciation and mac mcclung Peach, uh, any thoughts on this at all <laughs>
0: these all sound like names i would have made up for players when i was making up names for players on games way back in the day like they don't they almost don't even sound real i mean traveling queen that sounds like an old 80s rock song yeah Uh, it just (laughs) he's definitely gonna end up in new orleans That's all. (laughs) it's just (laughs) that's the way those songs work they all rhyme it's the way it goes i'm not really other than mac in his dunking ability um i have not heard a lot about any of these players so don't know but maybe we should try to find a way to dig deeper Uh, I'm not sure
1: yeah well well I have not a lot of reaction to this I've these guys seem like they're athletic they're capable guards wingish type players you know when are we gonna sign a forward slash center ever I know Weltman I know you have a huge that that brain that forehead is huge man you got a lot of brain in there can we please get some depth at the center position? Can we look at some guys? Can we bring that competition level up? I I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, let us know. What What do we need to know about these guys? You think any of them have a chance at that last two way roster? Let us know.
0: I'm beginning to think that maybe the front office maybe they hate big man shit. Hmm. Maybe they're yeah. just more about they're more about stretch stretch fours and length obviously mm-hmm. big length fans yeah um, huge length fans they love length they, Positionless they don't care about basketball they no don't care about girth they're no. all about length it's no. a very strange message yeah. to send but you know they're building something
1: <laughs> they are indeed we'll see how it comes out um we're big jersey we're big jersey guys here as you may mm-hmm. be out there we, we love a good jersey love an obscure jersey love a unique jersey and- I love a shit jersey, honestly. They're <laughs> fun to make fun of. <laughs> and we'll see. Where do you land on this one, Peach? This is the Indianapolis uh, – what do they call The Pacers, the Indianapolis Pacers. Mm-hmm. Their city mm-hmm. edition jerseys have leaked according to Barstool Indy. How are we
0: feeling about these, Peach? I mean, I'm not from Indianapolis, and I don't claim to be. Uh, yeah. Nor have I actually even been to Indianapolis. It's one of the few – cities in the, in the East side that I've not been to. Mm -hmm. But, uh, when I think of Indian, especially when I think of the Pacers, I think of racing, Mm, uh, right. Or college basketball, maybe, but like, you know, if they're going to be the Pacers, this should have more of a speed racer vibe or Mm. like, you know, some of, some of that look to it and it just doesn't. It looks like paint kind of splattered and it looks like they have the Orlando magic ball on their leg in yellow, (laughs) which is confusing for everybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that may also be like their logo. But when I first saw this in the show prep, I thought these are very odd Orlando magic jerseys because my eye was Mm -hmm. immediately drawn to the ball logo on the shorts. I guess all it's changed that differentiates our logo from theirs is some stars on the end of ours. Is that all?
0: Yeah, they have that line going down because it makes a P. You know, yeah. it's like really, yeah, it's a li- it's it's very similar, and this really puts up a spotlight on that. Um, and I'm not I'm not loving it. Yeah, I I don't think the people from India are probably that wild about these. I mean, I've definitely seen worse, but I don't know.
1: Well, Indy okay. fans, you know, all the Indianapolis uh, Pacers fans that are watching, just chime in, in the comments. We know you have opinions on them.
0: Oh, Pace there's tons no. of people that are. There's tons of people that their paces are their A team, Magic B team. Yeah. <laughs> They're
1: here. <laughs> Peach says, no, we cry copyright infringement. Uh, go after a Orlando Magic front office. <laughs> Something else I, I know you have a take on, Peach, mm-hmm. it, and a, a guy that is close to your heart because he is, you're talking about A and B teams. Your B team is the Milwaukee Bucks. And there was a recent interview that had a quote from Giannis that caused some waves about him saying he wants to be where people are competing for a championship. And well, God mm-hmm. lets us know that that, of course, is just really veiled language for saying, I want to play with Franz and Paolo. And, you mm-hmm. know, once this contract's over, we'll be welcoming the big man uh, to our team. And can you just imagine a front court with. Paulo Bancaro, Wendell Carter, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean Franz Wagner on the wing. It's just it's gonna be a thing of beauty, peach.
0: I mean, hey, that would be that would nah. be ultimate. I'd, I'd be for that.
1: Do you have any? Do you yeah. have any take on on the comment itself or how you read into it? Being a a Bucks follower and appreciator.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you how I read into it because you know me, a big reader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and Giannis said, look, if not, I'm going to move, want to move on next summer if everyone's not on the same page. But luckily in this book that I'm reading, everyone gets on the same page. I think that they will try to do enough to put the house down to keep Giannis there. But unfortunately, what you see kind of building there is what sort of happens in a lot of the sports with the small market teams um they can put together a little run right if they draft right and they get lucky on a few guys and then bring in a couple of free agents to top them off they can get that one or two championship little window but then it closes because they don't have the money to sustain long term or sign tons of guys to big deals and then this kind of thing starts to happen so it is a possibility that they go that route because maybe they want to just you know get back to normal and, and go rebuild because that seems to be the, the way the small market teams go. But I think that the bucks are going to take another leap, but their, their window is kind of closing with this mm. current roster. They yeah have another year where they're still a top Eastern conference team for sure. But in two or three years, unless something they happen to draft the next Giannis or something like that, are they still in the top two or three in the league? I don't think so. So I get where he's saying, and he's having a little forethought. You know, He's always been one of those guys that wanted to be proud, to stay on the same team, win with that team. So I think as long as they make even a, a half-hearted effort mm-hmm. uh, by bringing in some guys that are hungry. Sometimes yeah. when you have a bunch of guys on your team that have won before, that same hunger's not there. So I think if they can get some of that going on, It'll revitalize him, and and he'll be he'll be staying in, in Milwaukee, I think. But I'd love to see him, obviously, in the blue and the ah! black. Like, come on, yeah, let's go. I, know. I Ooh, mean, Jersey Maker's buying a valve for this guy. Come on, it's it's tough. It's a tough print on the back. It's a big art. Yeah. Long
1: name. Uh, A lot of great points from you, Peach. A lot that I agreed with uh, there. I I think it's a little bit of gamesmanship from Giannis. He wants to keep his front office. Honest, This is a game. He doesn't want people to get too comfortable, you know, so he has to maintain his leverage in the negotiations. And so that's a smart move. You're absolutely right with the small market teams. The Mm -hmm. game is becoming, you know, more and more, you're more and more uh, marketable from any location nowadays. But we still see, I mean, L.A. players get a different bump. New York players get a different bump. These big markets still do matter, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, it do- it is a little bit of a struggle. So I want to see the Bucks succeed and keep Giannis because I want that to portend the same future for our Orlando Magic. I don't really want to buy into the fantasy of him going anywhere. But the Bucs do have some important decisions to make over the next few years, to your point, to make sure they can continue to craft a team. Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, they're commanding a good amount of money. Of course, Giannis is going to be a max player. That does put you into the luxury tax pretty damn quick. So you test the waters on how much your owner is willing to come out of pocket versus the product on the floor. If you're going to pay Chris Middleton big money and Drew Holiday, those guys got to perform or it's going to cause problems with you building a successful team. Hey, you could always draft another Giannis wherever they got him in the draft. But guess what? That front office is in Orlando. So are they going to be able to do it again? We shall see. You're right. You got to get lucky in the draft or, or have some some foresight there to continue to have success as a small market team. Your team building just has to be a little bit better than those guys in the, in the big markets. Look at Austin Reeves with a shoe deal playing next to LeBron in LA. I mean, he took a a pay cut, but did he really, he got a shoe deal with Nike. Like he's doing just fine.
0: Um, So great points from you. I hope he stays where he is. Well, I think just the mere mention of Giannis leaving the Bucs is probably the answer to this next slide that you're about to show everybody. <laughs> yes. Apologies,
1: any Bucks fans. If we triggered you, we didn't mean to. Um, but, and trigger warning for now, Magic fans, all right? Because as well, God lets us know, uh, how do you trigger the Orlando Magic fan base with one sentence? Not even one sentence. He'll give me just two words. Orlando Magic's. <laughs> magic's with an S. I thought I got a freaking... Chuckle out of this one because um I used to say that as a kid. You know, I I was trying to learn how to put words together in sentences. I saw more than one player on the court representing the Orlando Magic. That means mm-hmm. there's multiple Magics. There's five Magics on the floor at once. So I would often say I love the Orlando Magics. um But wow. it is funny to yeah. I mean, so I remember, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you would have set me right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was, I think I was seven, you know, I was eight. I was just, <laughs> I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going
0: on really. Yeah. You weren't familiar with the terms deer or <laughs> right. heat or, you know, words that could mean multiple people without an S. Uh, it makes sense. I've heard, definitely heard this a bunch of times. I guess it doesn't really super trigger me as much as it makes me feel bad for the person that thinks that's actually correct. So they get more <laughs> pity from me than trigger on that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know how to transition into this next one besides just to say that we're all just going to get a laugh. You know, there are, there are some really good players out there to see You know, who is going to get this last uh, two-way spot for the Orlando Magic. There's a lot of really good players out there. Uh, a new player that people really want to keep an eye out on um, is this guy coming in. Here's a good shot of him. Um, apparently his measurables are 6'3", 215. Um, and mm-hmm. he's looking like he's got some tenacity to bring to the basketball court. Looks like he'll box out. He might do some big man shit for you, Peach. Um, that's Donald Trump, of course. <laughs> listed that I guess that when he go and got got your mugshot, I'm not sure if this is common procedure, but he, you know he's the pre, former president of the United States, so he probably got a couple perks. Maybe one of those was I get to write down my my height and weight. And so listed as six three two fifteen. I don't. I don't know. I don't six three. That is, that's
0: a comparison uh, to Lou Dort there at six four two twenty. I mean, look, comp work. Another comparison they could have put in here is peach. Yeah, six four two thirty. Oh, there uh, you go. I'm, I just don't think. I just don't think D Trump is is like thirty. Is like fifteen pounds lighter than me. I'm just pretty sure. Like, <laughs> I, I I, I know I'm known for eating some fast food, but this guy come on just have a look think about it <laughs> just say and then to, now i've now it feels insulting to throw a lewd door into this class uh, with a couple of wide-bodied white boys <laughs> like like, like us. Uh, uh, <laughs> but player comparisons are hilarious so t- yeah. i thought this was super funny because <laughs> this is one of the most ridiculous comparisons that could ever be made
1: <laughs> fucking rich thanks everyone for all of your posts for the social media roundup all the tweets twats And hilarious laughs we got. I don't care. I'm going to keep saying tweets. I'm not doing X. I just, I refuse to do it. Do your thing, bro.
0: I had a lot of good points in this segment. And here's Mm -hmm. one more. (laughs) (laughs) Make our jobs easier. Add us,
1: court underscore cousins. And maybe your posts will end up on the show. So excited to be welcoming to the show for the third time, our brother from down under, the fastest parent in Australia, let's everyone please give a warm Court Cousins welcome to our man from Magic Player History, Jay. How good.
3: How we doing today? How are we doing?
1: (laughs) Better now that you're here, Jay. Better now that you're here.
3: I missed you guys. I I know. I'm so sorry to miss the big 50th episode, last episode, but... uh, we're on uh, episode fifty-one here. So,
1: and before we get into the game that we will be playing together today, as always, sir, we care about how you're doing. You're a second cousin. You're part of the magic family. How are you doing, sir, for the psychological check-in?
3: So, boys, for my psychological check-in, um, I've uh, I've whipped up this here picture of uh, I've, I've borrowed Jimmy Butler from the finals, and I've chucked uh, I've chucked our friend Cole on there. Says. So Um, I'm pretty tired, I'm pretty tired, so I I did tell you guys, I've I've just sort of started a gym down here in Australia, so it's been really exhausting, really rewarding, but um, I've just been grinding away here pretty full on, so that's why the the Magic Player history has been a little bit quiet, I've given myself an off-season to just um, grind away here in the gym, but I've got a lot of stuff coming up, working on some new stuff, Um, of course, super excited that Joe Ingalls is playing for the Magic, the first ever Aussie player, Um, signed with the Magic so got some stuff um, Joe Ingalls related coming up pretty soon so keep an eye out for that.
1: Yeah we'd be remiss if we didn't open before we play the game just by just by asking how you feeling Joe Ingalls being on the team Mm. any any Australian insights you can give us about uh, our new forward.
3: Look I think he's going to be really good in the locker room, um, off-court for the guys. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a great vet for the team. I think he'll take a lot of these guys under his wing. He's a pro's pro. Um, on the court, you know, I think he's a little bit of a cross between MCW and Mo Wagner. He's a, he's a bit of an instigator. He'll get under the skin. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we, we saw a little bit in, of that in the in the World Cup the other night. He was actually against Germany. We saw a little bit of Ingels v Wagner, yeah. um, which was cool to see. Um, so yeah, look, he, he talks a bit of trash. Um, obviously, he's a great shooter, so he's gonna help us there. Um, underrated passer as well. Um, you know, athletically, he's probably best days are behind him. But um, no, really excited to see what he can bring to the team.
0: Joe, you saying you think you could outrun him? Is that what you're saying?
3: I would back myself. Yeah, I, I'm happy to take. I think him I would too, to be honest. <laughs> if, if Joe, if Joe wants to take me on, I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to challenge you. <laughs>
1: Just because uh, most fans probably out there don't know, Second Cousins don't know, I'm going to pump up Jay a little bit. Jay, you have a record or close to a record for in Australia in track and field. Tell tell me a little bit more about that because I was just blown away.
3: So, yeah, I mean, I've opened the gym here. So I I am a track and field athlete. I I run the 400 meters and um, I'm a master's athlete. You know, I'm a little bit older than you, Carl. I'm I'm more in Peach's (laughs) sort of age group here. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, hold, I hold a few Australian records for my age group for the 400 metres and um, look, planning to, planning to come to the States to try to break another record in December and hopefully catching a, a magic game or two while I'm there. So i um, pretty excited about that. But yeah, look, I, um, that's what I do here in the gym. I teach people how to move better and run better and um, to just not get injured. So, you know magic want to hit me up i can probably help him with j.i anytime <laughs> 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 yes
1: all right so we jay if you don't know already runs a youtube channel and on the socials magic player history where he gives these awesome breakdowns of every he's, his project is every single player he's got a ways to go but he's chipping away and trying to give props to every single person that made the nba that got into to that Orlando magic journey or into that Orlando magic Jersey and given a little bit of backstory for him. I've watched all of them. I think now, Jay, they're awesome. Can't wait to see what's coming out next. And normally when Jay comes on the show, he is the game host and he's throwing the questions yeah. at Pish and I, we've played a couple different versions, but not today. No, no, no. Jay is in the hot seat today, and Peach and I will be firing away the questions. It is still a competition between Peach and I. This is court, Cousins. The Cousins are going at it. And let me explain the game. We are going to give clues one at a time to Jay about an Orlando Magic player. Depending on when Jay guesses the player, we will get a certain amount of points. So the earlier in the clues that Jay guesses the player, the less points. Pish and I will get we've got four total clues Uh, if he guesses it right away zero points if it takes him to the last clue three points for either of us and we'll add them up we've got we're going head-to-head on three and if we need we have a fourth in the back pocket for a tiebreaker you ready Jay?
3: I just want to clarify for the audience that I 100% know the answers to all of these questions. And if I get any wrong, it's just because I'm sandbagging because I like one of you more than the other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. You play along out there and see if you can beat Jay, the expert in Magic player history. All right. So I'm going first, right? Pish, you want me to go first here? Lead us off. All right. So um, this player, Jay... Was the 2006 SEC Player of the Year?
3: Ooh. Oh, see, you guys have gone straight to my weakness because yeah. college basketball <laughs> is like—it's not a thing in Australia. So I—I right, right. I, I couldn't even tell you what colleges play in the SEC. So good work, <laughs> Carl. You've—you've got a point there because I got—I got. I got <laughs> I mean, I, I, you've narrowed it down from 280 players down to maybe like 100 guys who played for the Magic sometime after 2006. So, okay, okay. you've narrowed it down a little bit.
1: All right, so you're, you're, you're winnowing the possibilities here. All right, second clue, Jay. Um, this player scored his career high with the Magic of 33 points along with three rebounds and three assists and a double overtime loss to the 76ers in 2013. High of 33 points in a double overtime win against the 76ers 2013.
3: So if I – was this a career high or is he high for the Magic?
1: No, that's his career high.
3: And if I take a guess here and get it wrong, am I like out or can I take another no. guess in the next clip? No,
1: we're going to keep going. You can guess. If you get it right, then it is – it. then I just – I get um, – <laughs> if you get it right right now, then I get one point. Yeah.
3: Uh, this is going to probably sound stupid because I got no idea what what college is playing the SEC, but I'm just going to take a guess for a player. Let's just say Mohawkless.
1: Nah, I need a buzzer. Damn, I should have gotten a buzzer. Ah, not right. Okay, but I think I think this one. As the clue, as we give you the clues, we try to make them a little bit easier. I think this might give it away. We'll see, Jay. All right, third okay. clue. This player was drafted by the Celtics. And then signed and traded to the Magic in 2011. Maybe
3: (sighs) drafted drafted by the
1: Celtics. Kind of a recent player, but I know this is in your blind spot. It's a lot of Magic blind spots because this was not a great era of Magic basketball.
3: See, and this is the thing. (laughs) I could I could tell you pretty much any player the Magic drafted, but I don't know. I got no idea who the Celtics bloody drafted. So right, um, okay, so. So played for the Magic 2011.
1: He 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 was in those really good teams. I'll give you a little bit more on this clue. He was on those Celtics teams, a bench player. I don't think he, he won the he was on the championship team with them, but you know, just kind of a role player off the bench. Then he came signed and traded to the Magic where he had more of a featured role.
3: I I've got a couple of names that I'm kind of tossing around from that kind of that kind of era of the magic, but yeah, you you're in my this is like the post Dwight era where we're all sort of Yeah, you, you knew you knew this was the time to go for me. Yeah. Um I'm gonna I, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna take hours here with my guesses, so I'm just gonna yeah. start throwing names out. Yeah, yeah. about Malik Allen?
2: No,
1: that's way more obscure than I'm going right now. Last clue, <laughs> Jay. His nickname he's, he's nicknamed this is his nicknamed like he's just out of the womb. A little bit of a riddle. Think Jesus. of what comes just out of the womb.
3: Oh, Big Baby Davis. Yes,
1: Whoa. yes, Large infant. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: the large infant, that's
3: a good one, Peach.
1: All right, so it that's took, I used to it took Jay till the last clue to get that, so I yeah. got three they points got on to- that. I got three points on that. Okay. So now, Peach, it is over to you, and I'm going to grab a piece of paper to, to track this. All right. Okay. All right. Well,
0: I so wanted to get a good
3: – I, I stand back up, for... because you're my favorite, so this is going to be really <laughs> easy now.
0: Well, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to see what kind of clues he was throwing at you because I wanted to see how hard it go. That first clue was hard. <laughs> like, do not – I mean, you
3: guys like, probably know the answers.
0: I, I didn't know it based on that first answer. But I did know, like, SEC is not a basketball powerhouse, but, you know, they, they have some decent teams. But yeah, that, I felt like that was a little obscure. But uh, I, I'm trying to see if I can do a little bit better with my first clue. Right. So uh, this gentleman, um, let's see, let's go. <laughs> this guy was, uh, what about him? <laughs> can you tell who prepared for oh, him? I don't know what. To... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you about him. He's uh, yeah, I feel like it gives it away. We start talking about what he's done, but uh, let's see. He he played in over a thousand games in his career, so he's a he's a veteran of the NBA thirteen years.
3: Is that the uh, first clue?
0: He's only played he only played one season with our Orlando Magic. That's my whole first clue.
3: So he played over a thousand games, only one year with the Magic.
0: One full season.
3: Yep. One full season. So hang on. One full season. So does that mean he played like, like, so did he only play for the Magic during one season? Yes. Okay. Ah, oh, God. Yeah, there's only like 100 guys who have played one season for the Magic.
0: Yeah. Uh, it does narrow it down a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're down from 280 down to 140 guys, probably. Ah. Uh, over a thousand games. I mean, Dominique Wilkins played over a thousand games and he only played one season for the Magic, so I'll throw that one out there. It's a good guess. First guess.
0: It's a good guess, but no, it's not Dominique. All uh-huh. right. Okay. Uh next question is uh this gentleman was a two time All Star.
3: Two time all star. Two time. Well Dominique and his,
0: and his one season that he played for the Magic was his next to last season in the NBA.
3: Next to last. Okay, so that rules out Ben Wallace. Patrick Ewing was more than a two-time All-Star. Did Sean Kemp play a 1,000 games? Did he play after he came to the Magic? Or did he retire with... I think he, Magic was his last season for Kemp. I think. God. Uh
1: you don't have to guess every round, Jay. You can just ask for the next okay, clue okay, if you uh, want to keep it moving.
3: Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes. Did, I don't even know if you played a thousand games.
0: Nope, not Larry Hughes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, third clue.
3: Larry Hughes wasn't even all-star. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard <laughs> game. Trying, man. Don't act
1: like you're doing better this- in the
0: comments. <laughs> this, this guy was drafted by the Chicago Bulls in the first round with the ninth overall pick. Not going to give you the year of that draft. Uh, but he played most of his career at the beginning with the Chicago Bulls. And when he joined the Orlando Magic, he donned the number 24.
3: Okay. I was, I was thinking you were leading towards Horace Grant there for a second, but I mean, he only played one season, so I was like, yeah, hey, that's not right. Okay, so number 24 for the Magic played one season with the Magic. Um, two-time All-Star, played over a thousand games. I'm like, oh my God. One season for the Magic. Was he drafted by Chicago, you said?
0: He was drafted by Chicago, first round pick, ninth overall.
3: You haven't given me the year.
0: Give him the year
1: piece, you masochist. No, oh, I'm saving
3: the year for the next one. Save
1: oh no no answer. no! Your clues one are too year. hard.
3: Reggie, Reggie Theus wasn't drafted by the Bulls, was he? He was number 24. Oh. Um, it was Reggie, All Star, thousand games. Bj Bj Armstrong. Bj, BJ no no. Uh, Bj what was number it was Bj Armstrong?
2: Uh.
1: Theus sounds better because he
3: was it Reggie Theus. It
1: is Reggie
3: Thieves.
0: Oh. oh
3: God. I had no idea he was drafted by Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay. And so he played one I year. I thought if
0: I gave Nets you the after. year it would be too obvious because him he played being one in year the for minutes
3: after um after yep. his magic career, yeah? Right. Um yeah. God, what years was he an All Star? God, must have been like the mid eighties, was it?
0: Uh it was when he was with the Bulls, I believe. Where did it say that fact? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was when he was with the Bulls. Whereas, yeah, There it is. A leaderboards and awards and honors. Two All-Star games, 81 and
3: 83. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. There. Well, I was two years old. Yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> All
2: <laughs> right.
1: So, the, score, either, yeah. the scores are actually – it's two to one since he got my clue on the last one. I don't get that third point since he got it there. You were on the third clue, piece, So, it goes yeah. zero – one. So you got that one point. Uh, I have two points. So we're going into the second player for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going, I'm starting with a, a clue that I'm I know will be hard for you, Jay. Right I know, I know, no, Everybody's no, you're doing, channel, as we speak. Let, you're doing good. You're doing good. Let's, let's pick up the pace. Let's pick up the pace, gentlemen. All right. So
3: okay. Tip more guessing. Got it. Yeah,
1: exactly. There you go. This, this player played center for the magic and attended LSU.
3: Okay, so we could have Stanley Roberts, Shaquille O'Neal, Geed Hamming, which is like three years back-to-back. Right. Um, I'm going to guess you're not going to be doing Shaquille O'Neal, so I'm just going to guess Stanley Roberts.
1: Oh, okay. That's not Stanley Roberts. That was a good guess, sir. Um, this player was drafted uh, with the 26th pick in the 1993 draft. Geed Hamming. Oh, he got it on my second clue. I get zero points for that and that's probably yeah, why yeah. it was too easy. I went with a video. I got the information for this off of a video from Magic Player History. Make sure you check it out. The clues that we didn't get to. I know, well, you know, I didn't. I wanted to give a couple. Um, yeah, born in yeah, the, yeah. Correct me on, on any of these if I'm wrong, Jay. Born in the Netherlands, played yeah. in Italy briefly, had a really odd three, quote unquote, three years for the Magic, but it was kind of back and forth, right?
3: Yeah, he, he played like a, a game or two a year. So there was, there was issues yeah. with his contract holdout. There was issues with injuries. And um, there was part of the issues was just he was. Well, all respect to get, but he just wasn't as good as the other centers we had on the team, namely Shaquille O'Neal. The and, other um, LSU
1: centers that we just kept drafting back to back to back. <laughs>
3: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, so
0: before we just uh, hustled a bunch of Michigan guys, we were really into LSU for a while. So we, see, <laughs> we don't really give our scouts a lot of money for travels. Apparently,
3: <laughs> yeah, this goes back. You're right, Peach. We like those uh, yellow uniforms, don't we? Uh,
0: oh, maybe it's that.
1: All right, Peach, you're up, Ooh, sir. Man.
0: All right, uh, let's see. Here we go. This gentleman here, he had a, a 10-year career in the NBA put up uh, 587 games, stout number. Um, and I would consider him to be a stout fella who played his college ball in Utah. Uh,
3: I'm
0: going to use that as my, that's my first clue. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff there.
3: There's a bunch of stuff there, but no idea how he could have played one game for the Magic or 600 get ga- Well, 587 NBA games a stout,
0: a stout fellow that would have done big man shit. I'll give you that. A
3: stout fella. So there's a, <laughs> there's a little bit of a clue there. Um, a little bit of a clue there. A stout fella. So he's a big guy, I guess. And he's, he's, he's the kind of guy that old Peach on the back porch likes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's doing big man shit. Um, but he... I mean... I mean... Was he, you didn't tell me whether Utah he was drafted by the Magic, did you? So, um,
0: it's the first clue. I'm trying, <laughs>
3: sorry, I'm doing too much thinking and not enough. Yeah, I know Michael Doliak was Utah drum, uh, college, so I'll throw you Doliak out there. He's got it. It's oh Mike my Doliak.
0: gosh, I knew I was in tr- <laughs> trouble because. I was like, shit, Doliak was drafted with the Magic. He's going to know that one.
3: <laughs> well, you didn't sell me the player wasn't, it wasn't. So I was just like, I had to just go for a guy who was. Yeah,
0: so. no. that was, that right. was good. That's good. I mean, this is why he's the king. This is why he knows the Magic players.
3: Right. Small what amount is, of redemption there, but, <laughs> I mean, it literally could have been, I don't know, there's probably like 50 players in the NBA who would have fit that description, and I just... I just knew Doliak so. It was it's the amazing
0: only one. to think he was the 12th pick overall like that. Yeah.
3: Back in the days when uh back in the days when height mattered more than athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you were 6'10", 6'11", you got to play in the NBA. It didn't matter your your creed or your color, you were just in there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm still no, ner- I'm nursing this uh 2-point lead on Peach right now. Still anyone's game yeah. if, if Peach can stump him and, and he gets mine right here. This one may be uh too obvious. Let's see here. Um this clue might Let's not this clue probably won't st- give it to you though. This player yeah. had two stints with the magic for a total of three seasons. I'll even give you the years. Oh. No, 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 I'm not gonna give you the years. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much for the first clue. Okay. Two stints. Say, there's
3: not too many guys there's not too many guys who have played for us twice. We've got a flalo we got AJ, uh, two stints, total of three years, you said?
1: Total of three seasons, yeah.
3: Three seasons. Uh, look, I'll guess a Flalo. Did he play three? Fuck! Oh, shit! Damn it! Oh, shit!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I knew it. Oh, oh, shit. I
3: Damn. whether he played. <laughs> Three seasons with us or just two, but look, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to take too long thinking here. So okay. sometimes you just go with the gut.
1: Let me go through the other clues, you bastard. Um, The, the three seasons, <laughs> he played two from 2012 to 14 and then came back for 17 to 18. He was our leading scorer for that 13-14 team. He was the second leading scorer behind Tobias Harris in the 12-13 team. Traded and to the exactly. Magic from the Denver Nuggets. And my fourth and final one was Kyle is a huge follower of a flallow, oh. also known as an follower
3: I don't know if I would have got it off that clue. Um, <laughs> did we trade him for Fournier?
1: Yes, he was in the Fournier yeah.
3: trade. Mm. Okay,
1: no bonus points. Wow. No bonus points, Jay. All right, so peach oh, I, I, I'm nursing <laughs> this two point lead. It's it's anyone's game. Peach, give us your first clue, sir.
3: Come on, I'll pick another center from the '90s, please. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We're not going that way again. Which is a clue in itself. But that's a freebie, I suppose. Uh, this gentleman here, 12 years in the NBA, 814, 814 games. He was drafted by the Detroit Pistons, but he's most known for playing for another team. In fact, he never suited up for the Detroit Pistons. He was drafted in the fourth round, 17th pick.
3: The the fourth round? Holy cow. Okay, so we're talking like drafted in the 80s when we had four rounds. Mm. Um, Now, hang on. I just got to remember all of these clues you just gave me. So how many games, sorry?
0: 814 games over 12 seasons.
3: 814 games drafted by Detroit but never played for them. You didn't tell me how long he played for the Magic, did you? I did not. In the 80s, in the 80s. Uh, uh, Detroit, I got
1: I'm going to put you on a timer.
3: Sorry. you <laughs> lucky big, man.
2: No, I'm
1: just trying I not to lose. I got
3: no idea who Detroit would have drafted in the 80s. Um, you didn't say how long you played for the Magic. Um it's not the Catman. I know you love the Catman.
0: Terry Oh, I do love the Catman, but no, I wasn't going to go with that. I figured it would be too oh. on the nose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Part it's of the reason the I did select this, this man, this is kind of a bonus clue. Not sure if you're aware of this. This man right here currently works in the same building that I work. I guess that yeah, kind of okay. makes us co-workers <laughs> at the current moment. Um, he did like only play one season for the Orlando Magic.
3: One season. One season, and he currently
0: uh, is a coworker of
1: Peach. He works in the same building, which is in I Dallas. Have no idea.
3: Who, that could be literally be anyone on the planet, for all yeah. I know. Right? <laughs> one season. Uh, I
0: have a bobblehead of him on my desk. No, but you don't know it. You've never seen my desk, but it's there.
3: You're mm. not telling me how you paid one season with the Magic, but you're not telling me what season.
0: I'm not going to uh, tell you that the the it was it was his final one of final final year of his career.
3: Uh final year, eighties man. Um, Sidney Green. No. Yeah, we All see, right. We All right. For so the Spurs after it.
1: score update. Right now we're going on to Peach's third clue. Correct, Peach? Yes. So you've already me off with this you've already secured. You've secured okay. the two points. If Jay does not get it on this clue, Peach wins, and the red lettuce, okay. your boy loses. So this is a big, big clue right here, Peach. Oh,
3: oh my God.
0: All right. Okay. I'm going to give you a list of the teams that this gentleman's played for in no particular order.
3: How many games again? 800 and
0: something? 816. Give him give the order. Come on. You want him in order? All yeah, right. Yeah. Ad- Atlanta. Sacramento, wow! Atlanta again, Minnesota, and the Orlando Magic.
3: Minnesota, okay. So Minnesota, you know they only came into the league the year before, same year as the Magic. And then, oh man, I got, I got nothing on this one. Um, Damn it, Jay! So drafted by drafted by Detroit. Never played for them. Played for Atlanta. He played after Orlando. He played one more season.
0: No, Orlando was his final season.
3: Oh, sorry. Okay, and who was before Orlando? Minnesota.
0: was. I'll also give you this: there was a year in between where this man played overseas. So it's Minnesota played overseas, came back, Orlando, one year done. Hmm. I got no freaking idea.
1: He's stout. Is this the same guy? Is this a stout guy?
0: Nope, nope. Stout guy was Doliak. It's not stout. Damn it! Go, gonna go ahead and give you this one.
1: Opposite of stout.
0: This. Opposite of stout. Opposite. Skinny.
3: I should know this. He played for Minnesota, took a year off, came back, and finished his career with the Magic. Man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get destroyed by the in the comments for this one. <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't think so dang and
3: he was drafted in the fourth round this, that's throwing me off that's the one that's throwing me off 800 games fourth round man you're gonna you've, you've won the game with this one pish i all right
0: so i'll gonna... give you i'll give you two final clues just to see if you can get it for the sake of fun okay uh the sure. last that last season that he played for the orlando magic was the 97 98 season and he was drafted Damn. in the 80s. Of all the teams that I mentioned, he is most known for playing with the Atlanta Hawks.
3: Finished in 97-98 with the Magic.
1: Oh, is this Is this, uh, is this Dominique?
3: Is cheeky bugger. I got it now. Spud oh, Webb. It's Spud Webb.
0: Oh, yeah. you cheeky is bugger. the opposite of snout. <laughs>
3: <laughs> four games for the Magic, Fish. Come on, now. You're pulling hey, guys who played four games for the Magic. <laughs>
0: Hey, man, I'm trying to win a contest here. I had Tariq abdul Wahad in the chamber, but I you knew couldn't You couldn't have didn't. thrown out
3: there that he was, you know, a dunk contest champion, nothing like that. You yeah. know, that, that was, that was you know, going to
0: be my last clue. It was going to be getting yeah. into the dunk competition. <laughs> Even and if and you said he was stuff. in the
3: dunk contest, that would have narrowed it down to like 10, 12 Magic players, you know.
0: I figured a lot of the clues were going to kind of lead you in a Dominique Wilkins way. But, you know, mm. you guessed him earlier and then you guessed the, him again. So the I fourth
3: like, round, I just couldn't get past the fourth round of the draft. Yeah, the was fourth like, round is great. weird. So I was thinking, I was thinking early nineties and I was like the fact that he, yeah, I I did not know that he played overseas before he played for the magic. Um, I didn't either. So that's what made it great. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I I should know this. Um, Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I was definitely, I was definitely thinking somebody who probably played more than four games. I didn't know you were going.
0: But Spud's a colleague. I'm hoping soon when, when the uh, G league season gets going to bump yeah, elbows nice. with him a little bit, or maybe it'll be yeah. my elbow on the top of his head. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but maybe maybe we'll get to ball a little bit because I'm, I'm I'm, looking forward to that. This could be good.
3: Pretty sure I'm the exact same height as Spud, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I would back him in a dunk contest over me these days anyway.
0: <laughs> but
1: not in a race. Uh, that, um, that was good. Peach pulls it out in the end. Never pull out, well, ladies piece. and gentlemen. <laughs> no, nope, I'm just kidding. That was a poor joke. And... Uh, <laughs> thanks as always to our brother from down under jay man always a pleasure for coming on the show hey how'd you do in the comments let us know be honest and make sure you check out jay at magic player history peace out jay
3: thanks guys um yeah thanks for for the uh flower locally it's the only reason (laughs) the peach won
1: (laughs) thank you so much jay for stopping by our brother from down under Amazing Magic fan, make sure you check out Magic Player History. Oh, all good, the... <laughs> so good that down there. Oh, that was bad. I just want to say thirteen. That's the only thing I can really say And Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Jay, for coming by and playing that ridiculous game with us. Truly appreciate you, brother. All right, now. Before we get into the large ending, make sure you don't go anywhere. Another shout-out to all of our all-stars and second cousins over on the Patreon making this show go. Magic Player History, Bowlby the Dawn, Paulo and Franz's Warmth, Andy, Dylan Holden, Drum, Rafael Perez, Breadhead, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damian, Connor and Yachty. Hmm. Again, if uh, you're not able to contribute on the Patreon right Now, no big deal. People's financial situations fluctuate. It's all good, but make sure you like and subscribe and all that fun stuff so that we can get this Orlando Magic content to more people out there and spread this Orlando Magic agenda.
0: Mm. Yes, tell them about the insane takes that you're hearing about. Tell them about all my good points, too. Don't just focus on the ones you don't like from last week. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reference the cold open. Peach, are you ready? Yep. Okay, sir, hit that button. Peace, you recently played kickball, refereed kickball at Jerry's World, the
0: star in
1: Dallas, Cowboys Stadium. I mean, what the hell was that like, man? It looked amazing.
0: Yeah, ATT Stadium, what a what an event. I was I was there to be the referee for the Dallas Stars. You had the three the four major teams. You had the Mavericks, the Rangers, the Stars, and the Cowboys all there for a big kickball. We had two games going on on the field. Like I showed up at the stadium and the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were there at the door. I'm walking in and they're shaking the pom-poms and I got to walk down the the middle of them. And I was like, this is insane. What's happening? I sign up. I get my referee shirt. I go down. I'm on the field in about two seconds. And then talking to guys about kickball rules, which by the way, they take their kickball very seriously here. (laughs) Uh, And I, I started reffing a game between the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm just like, what is this life? I'm standing right next to the star at the 50-yard line, and I'm repping a game between these Dodgers. This is the first time I've been to the stadium, and it's for that. Wow. <laughs> but it was pretty cool, man. It's a cool stadium. It was a great way to like to, to see it all. The, the mascot was there. I wish I could have taken more pictures and, and video, but like like I said, people were serious about this. I had grown adults yelling about me, yelling <laughs> about calls I made. <laughs> uh, very, very serious stuff here. The Cowboys team in particular – had a guy that I swear to God was the Vince Lombardi of kickball coaches. I had to ask to see what he did. It turns out he runs a loading dock. God bless him. <laughs> he, he looked like the king of kickball. Uh, gave me a ton of shit. Um, and you know what? They were Everybody was cool about it after the fact. But in the moment, they were heated. And the Cowboys team did something they can never do, which is they won a championship. They won the oh. kickball championship. And they got the championship hats. Uh, it was quite the thing. And hopefully it'll become a yearly thing. I you know I, I see if flipping figures my way. Yeah. So I'll go into right into my question. How do you think your boys are going to do this season on the football field? <laughs> well, if you really want to check out Jonah
1: came over today, Peash, earlier, one of our, my good, good friends. And we actually recorded some uh, Dallas Cowboys content. Okay. So uh, Jerry makes me drink is the, the working title that we're going with for that. We'll see if it, if it makes the light of day, but we went through a, a schedule preview and we were, you know, normal, hyperbolic, exaggerated Cowboys fans. I think we had him coming out at 14 and three, or 13 and four, uh, peaches away, and now he's back. We'll see what he's got here. Oh you know i'm you know i'm taking this was, that when i come down
0: yeah this is the one thing that i got at have to get these, <laughs> these are the cups they give you on the sideline to drink out of so this so you if jerry's gonna make you drink drink out of one of his cups you can have this
1: i will uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar let's clap <laughs> it up for peach so yeah i mean cowboys should be pretty good we're all it's been disappointing we're kind of in that mediocrity that middle area can we this be the year that we push through we shall see and now i ask you Peach, same question but for your teams Season's going to be starting soon. You have a Bills and Broncos potential records. What, what are you looking at these teams doing this year?
0: Uh, well, the Bills uh, division definitely got a lot tougher. Yeah. I'm going to say 11 I'm going to say 11 and 6 and that I'm being wow. optimistic. I'd love to see them in that range. Okay. Uh, for the Broncos, I've got to go like 7 uh maybe 8 and 9. Okay. I think they're going to be toiling right around that 500 mark. There's, okay. We've lost a ton of receivers. Yeah. right now so injuries are a problem new coach still have uh, russell wilson at quarterback uh i don't have high hopes for the squad and again also playing in a v- division that's pretty good so it's uh it's gonna be tough for them i think you're playing the nfc east i believe this year
1: because the cowboys are playing the afc east or whatever conference you're in the division you're in so yep. we're playing the bills this year um yes. Jonah brought up the point: What if the Bills and the Cowboys meet in the Super Bowl? Then the Diggs brothers could guard each other or play against each other, and we could have a little tension going on. I said that's a good idea. I'm, I'm ready to buy into that here.
0: I mean, look, if the Buffalo Bills are ever going to win the Super Bowl, there's no better team for it to be against than the Dallas Cowboys. So I am for this. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, we here. lost. We lost three. Just great. So I know, know, last show we talked about losing Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, the time since we've done this show, we lost the great Bob Barker. My God, I could do a whole podcast on that guy. He's a good dude. Another guy who was awesome when he hosted Monday Night Raw, by the way, like Pee Wee did. Uh, And then also from the WWE world, we lost Bray Wyatt, young guy, great performer. Um, and also we lost Terry Funk, who uh, is a very old, but a uh, very legendary name, especially in the hardcore wrestling, and a lot in the, very, in the Texas area uh, in particular. So just some legends of like things I've watched on TV going down. Did you know all those gentlemen? Is any of those I, coming as a talk to you?
1: I don't, I'm not familiar with Bray or Funk's work. It's sad to okay. see a, man, a young man so so young pass away. Uh, I just read kind of the headline and uh, my heart breaks over stuff like that. But Bob Barker, I mean, that was a part of our childhood. I remember going down to Florida, hanging out with grandma, watching that in the morning. It was just a thrill. And then when I got to college, I designed my schedule so that I didn't have a class till noon so that I could watch Prices Right from 11 to noon. So I made good good. decisions. I made good decisions and uh, watched a lot of Bob Barker. Legend will be
0: missed. Most amazing thing about Bob Barker, passing away at the age of 99, Mm. he got got as close as he could to 100 without going over. He wins both showcases. Bob Barker, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I saw this in the NASCAR world or the race stock car racing. Is it NASCAR? Ryan priest flipped his car 10 times, man. The video is crazy. Um, we're only can comment because uh, he, he appears to be doing fine. He's a little like obviously kind of just dumbfounded, but appears to be healthy. That was a gnarly crash. He starts to go and the wind, like his, the wind takes his car cause it just goes up on the side 10 times. I mean, that is crazy. I know, Peach. some of the listeners out there, some of the second cousins might know, a little bit of racing experience behind the wheel in some tracks in Vermont. Were you ever in a crash or were you ever, you know, on track when a a crash went down?
0: Yes, at the uh, Milk Bowl, which is one of the biggest uh, events of the year. Uh, I did flip, landed back on my wheels, started it back up and then drove and didn't realize that the race had ended while I had flipped and was in the infield. So I (laughs) took myself a little victory lap (laughs) and then I reached in for my air horn so I could air horn in front of the crowd on the way out because, you know, showman. Uh, but yeah, definitely wasn't 10 times. It was just once. And mine was in a Geo Metro. <laughs> this guy was going <laughs> a lot faster. Yeah. It, but still, you f- you feel it. Even if you've been in a regular car accident, you feel it. Even one flip. Even bumping a guardrail real fast. Yeah. This guy, his marbles were shook. But thank God he's all right. Man, That's horrific. Talked no. about it for a while, and and uh, I need to know: are there? Are there any plans for this wedding so far? Are we talking destination wedding? Are we in somebody's backyard? Yeah. How hot are the bridesmaids? Give me some beats. <laughs> 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 I'm staying off
1: that last one. You'll have to find out, Peach. But you know, we're we're just getting into that. We'll have to see how many people we're gonna have. We want kind of like a backyard feel, outdoor feel, Connecticut in the fall, maybe something like that. So uh, we'll let you know when the date is confirmed fish maybe bachelor well, down in, let me know yeah yeah maybe bachelor party down in uh florida on the court cousins night everyone all the second cousins come out and we can have a beer together we can see if zombie oh. kyle will come out yeah
2: let's go yeah
1: yeah let's do it <laughs> oh man it's been a fun one Good to see you, Peach. I love you to death, man. It's always good to hang with you. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your schedules to listen or to watch. Appreciate all the comments, any stars on whatever listening platform you're listening on, Uh, the likes, all the subscribes. Appreciate all you do, Second Cousins. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Peace. Thanks for coming.